Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, beginning our new month of February, Muses and Makers, it is a love letter to Jane Austen and her muse, Tom Lafroy. Jane Austen's heartbreak at not being able to marry her true love may have been the very reason she was able to write such relatable, moving, and witty novels about the pursuit of love. She was a woman ahead of her time and not even recognized for all of her brilliance during her life. The world still cannot get enough of her social commentaries on class, wealth, women's forced dependence on men, and marriage, all told with sharp, sarcastic, and ironic wit. Over 200 years after her death, Jane Austen's novels still consistently rank high on the list of best-loved books, proving that love never goes out of style. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Jane Austen and Tom Lafroy, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear Jane Austen and Tom Lefroy, For more than 200 years, readers have enjoyed the witty romantic themes of your books, Jane Austen. To this day, movie and television adaptations are still being made of your novels. Obviously, your stories have stood the test of time. Love, unrequited or not, will never be a thing of the past, and people will always be able to relate to the romantic struggles and triumphs of your fictional characters. The titles Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility, Emma, Persuasion, and Northanger Abbey are familiar to us all, even to those who haven't read them. A name most are much less familiar with, though, is Tom Lafroy, your muse. Jane, in order to understand the impact that Tom had on you and your writing, let's just review some of the important parts of your early life. You were born on December 16, 1775 in Hampshire, England. Your father, George, was the rector of the local Anglican churches. Your mother, Cassandra, was from a well-respected family headed up by her father, who was also a church rector. You grew up with seven siblings for a total of eight children in the family. You had six brothers and only one sister. When you were eight years old, you and your sister were sent to boarding school for a formal education. That did not last long, though because as your family was not a wealthy one, soon you had to return home because the tuition of private schooling was not something the family could afford. However, your parents had a fully stocked library where you continued your education. Progressive in their views for the time, your parents encouraged your reading and writing interests. In 1795, when you were 20 years old, 
you met the nephew of a neighbor. He was an Irish law student studying in London, and his name was Tom Lafroy. After meeting, you began spending a lot of time together. It didn't take long before you had fallen in love and had hoped to get married. Unfortunately, Tom's family did not approve of the match and would not give their blessing to an engagement. They felt that Tom should be focusing on his studies and preparing for his own law practice. They also felt that the Austin family's position and lack of wealth was beneath them. Tom's family was determined to end your relationship and had him sent away. You never saw your love again, but it is obvious through your writing that you never stopped thinking about him. In 1798, you continued working on a story you had begun a few years earlier called Eleanor and Marianne. You had originally written it in epistolary form, but revised it to the third-person point of view. Eleanor and Marianne would be published in 1811, but it was called Sense and Sensibility. You were not credited as the author of this novel. Instead, it was published anonymously, and the only words that appeared where the author's name should be was by a lady. In 1799, you completed the first draft of a book you called First Impressions. You didn't know it at the time, but this book would be the most popular and arguably the most loved book you would ever write. It wouldn't be called First Impressions for long, though. Its name would be changed to Pride and Prejudice. It was first published in 1813. It's not difficult to see that the character of Mr. Darcy was based on Tom Lefroy. Marriage, love, and the issue of wealth would remain key themes in your novels. Mansfield Park would be published in 1814, Emma in 1816, Northanger Abbey and Persuasion would both be published posthumously in 1818. You never married in your short, illustrious life, but in 1802, you received a marriage proposal from a childhood friend, Harris Big Wither. This is the only known marriage proposal that you received. You knew that the match was practical and would have been convenient as Mr. Big Wither had the financial means to support you and was due to inherit a great deal of property also. You accepted his proposal and agreed to marry him. There was a noticeable problem, however. You did not love Harris Big Wither. You didn't even seem to have any affection for him at all. But your life had been considerably impacted by your family's financial limitations and a marriage of convenience was not an uncommon thing to do in your time. But your next move may have been when you became your own muse, in a sense. Because you changed your mind, much like one of your fictional characters might do, and inform Mr. Bigwither, just one day after accepting his proposal, that you actually could not marry him. You would go on to write several stories, poems, and six major novels. All of your stories are a social commentary and critique on the plight of women during the 18th century. Women's dependence on finding a good marriage to improve their social standing and give them financial security was not just a major issue for the heroines of your books, but a challenge for yourself as well. It doesn't take much knowledge of your own life to see that these beloved novels are pretty close to being biographical works with slight embellishments and alterations. 
Later in your life, you wrote a letter to your niece who was seeking advice from you. The letter could be used as a summary or description of many of your books and gives us an idea of how the loss of Tom Lafroy affected you. You told your niece something that was almost exactly the same as a line in your beloved Pride and Prejudice. You advised her not to wed if the affection is not there. In Pride and Prejudice, Jane says to Lizzie on her engagement in chapter 17, Oh, Lizzie, do anything rather than marry without affection. Sadly, you did not live to see the enormous success of your novels. In 1816, the same year that Emma was published, your health began to decline. Although your family could see you were unwell, you maintained a positive attitude and continued writing. However, by early 1817, you were unable to downplay your illness any longer. You were so exhausted that doing the simple, normal tasks of a day was too much, and you spent most of your time in bed finding it difficult to even walk. What was actually ailing you has been somewhat mysterious since your death. The earliest accepted explanations of illness and death at the age of 41 was either Addison's disease or Hodgkin's disease. Neither of these would have had any effective treatment options in 1817. But recently, some new theories have been presented to explain your death. In 2021, Michael D. Sanders... Emeritus Consultant of St. Thomas's Hospital in London, after studying all of your letters and personal documents, suggested that you may have actually died of lupus. It's impossible to say if your novels would have been so astute and earnest if you were able to marry your real-life Mr. Darcy, your one true love, your muse, Tom Lafroy. Here's to you, Jane Austen. You wrote timeless and beloved novels about seeking and finding true love. You left the world with words we still relate to and cannot get enough of. And here's to you, Tom Lafroy, the man and muse that inspired one of the world's greatest authors. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Love Letters 2 as we begin our month of muses and makers. Until we meet again, darlings. Stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings, stay in love.